Our government is there to help us, to look after us, not bleed us dry. This corruption comes right from the top. Happy New Year! Hi, and welcome to the Dark Christmas Tales Advent Calendar. This tale is called Crackers, written by Angela Blythe and read by the author. Everyone wondered who would be the first to bring up the elephant in the room. As it was, it was the Right Honourable Nigel Brandon that brought it up. We all know what we've met here for, don't we? The MP for Chichester South said. Everyone's eyes cast down and there were murmurs and nods. It's obvious to us, isn't it? And that is a problem indeed, he added. Yes, we don't want it to be known outside of this cabinet room, another one of the cabinet said. Everyone was a lot more vocal about this point. We can't let it get out, the Right Honourable Cyril Percy said. No, certainly not. If anyone else finds out in another party, they'll have our jobs as quick as you can say Jack Robinson, Nigel said. So we've got to shield him from eyes that would damage the government, our government. We've got to hide him as much as possible, the Right Honourable Christopher Lockwood said. At least until we can sort this mess out. The question is, how did he get it? Who gave it to him? He can't be patient zero, the health secretary brought up. He's patient zero here, all right, Nigel said. I've not noticed anyone else with it. If anyone else has, you go ahead and tell me. He's been over in that part of the world, hasn't he? He was staying in a castle in the woods. We all thought it was a myth, a dark fairy tale but he's been staying in the deepest, darkest parts of Europe for those conferences. He'll have got it there, the foreign minister said. They were relieved to talk about it here in private, something the group had all seen. Finally, they could voice their concerns. They had been tight-lipped for too long. After all, it was worrying and very rare for an English prime minister to become a vampire. He's able to carry on his business because it's winter and dark most of the time. We should be glad all this didn't happen in the summer, or else he'd be spotted by the others, or the press, another member said. We've determined he's blooming crackers. Well, what's the plan? The Right Honourable Cedric Nugent shouted from the other end of the table in the cabinet rooms. Do you really think we can sort this out? He might start eating our brains next, Christopher said. I'd like to correct you there, the health secretary interrupted. You're talking of zombies now. They're quite different. Back to the question and off zombies. We've got to cover for him, the chief whip said. We can't replace him. It's not the right time, crackers or not. The other two parties are poised to strike at any weakness. Cedric said. Am I the only one thinking that letting the other two parties run the country could be the best idea? Then we can deal with this nightmare in the privacy of our own party, the MP Graham Gray said. This question was followed by loud shouts across the table. Never, Nigel shouted. 
That's preposterous, shouted Cedric. Wait, wait, MP Dorian Lowe said. Perhaps Graham is right. That will cause as little disruption to the country and our party as we can manage, considering the circumstances. As it is, we're probably going to lose the next election anyway. They'll all soon catch on, as you won't be able to go out and campaign in the daylight, Graham said. There were angry shouts from around the table. A vote took place, and it was decided that they should cover up for the Prime Minister. They agreed to meet here at the same time every day. Everyone would keep an eye on him, keep checking in with any strange behaviour. The next day, a parliamentary aide had mysteriously vanished. They knew it was the Prime Minister behind it, but made sure it was hushed up. Who was with him when he went over to Europe? The health secretary asked. His private secretary, the Honourable Sue Walton, advised them. Find out what happened. This would go a lot deeper than some vampire flying through a window. Perhaps this was deliberate, Nigel mused. I don't like the sound of that, Cedric said. Graham was dispatched to question the Prime Minister's secretary as discreetly as possible. Surely he must have noticed something fishy. The next day, Graham came back very disheartened. What did he say? Graham asked. He refused to say, Graham said. What? Cedric boomed from across the table. How dare he? And I know why, Graham said, lowering his voice. Because he's been turned into one. He's one as well. The entire group of people around the cabinet table gasped. We are never going to cover this up if he's not only drinking from people, but also turning others, Sue said. How could you tell? Doreen asked. I couldn't tell. He told me. Gladly admitted it. Not a shameful bone in his body, Graham said. That's the problem. We don't know how many he's got to. I think we've let this go far enough now. Doreen and I had the right idea. Let's just say that there are private issues and we feel that the other party should form a government. They're desperate to do it so it'll be easy enough. Then we'll get him some help. Find a cure for him. Come back with all guns blazing and clean as a whistle. He's obviously not the only one infected either. They will need a cure just as much as he does. We don't know how far this is spread. If the Prime Minister's secretary starts turning people too, the whole country could be turned. I tell you this, I for one am not going to be turned, Nigel stated. Nor I. I am determined to not become one of those things, drinking blood, biting people. The very idea is barbaric and, and crackers, Cedric said. That seemed to be the worst insult he could drag up about them. You'll have no choice if twenty of them surround you, Doreen said. We need to think of our personal safety now, as well as the integrity of the party. Action has to be taken immediately. We'll put it to the vote, Cedric said. They voted again, to save their jobs and not their necks. The next day, the corpse of the Prime Minister's aide was discovered. 
that was still kept under wraps. Then another. Again, the government was protected. More were turned. And it was obvious, yet not outwardly apparent at the same time. It was only clear to those that already knew. There was a different vibe in government circles. Once transformed, they remained loyal to their PM, who had become their master. They didn't complain, ask for help, or feel any guilt. People worked around it, changing meeting times. But if several people met, often there was no way of knowing who had changed the time. Unless someone admitted that they got it, the virus would remain secret and communicable, without restrictions or detection. The Christmas trees were put up in the parliamentary offices and in number 10 Downing Street. The Prime Minister always made appointments at night or in the evening. If that was not acceptable, he saw them very early in the morning, between 5 and 7am. If he did venture out into the dark winter daylight, he wore sunglasses. The press didn't work it out. Even some people in number 10 hadn't. However, most people in there did know. To their cost, unfortunately. It was the last parliamentary session before the Christmas break. Graham waited for Doreen just outside the door in the House of Commons. Doreen, I'm going to bring it up, Graham said. I'm going to bring it up in there. I know that he's made more of them. Lots have been turned. They have a smell. Have you noticed? Graham asked. Oh yes, they smell bad. There's got to be more than a couple who are. Doreen looked around her to make sure she would not be overheard. Vampires. Do you know what I think? That he's got to some of the cabinet as well. Some of us who were trying to protect him. So do I. I've noticed it gets awfully quiet when we bring up the subject these days, Graham said. Maybe they've just given up, Dorian said. Or are just thinking about getting home for Christmas. And that's another thought I've had, Graham said. We're all here in this one place but none of us are going to stay here over Christmas. We'll be returning to our seats all over the country, all over Great Britain. Who knows which ones are going to take the infection back to their constituents? It's about to spread countrywide. That's why I'm going to bring it up. This is too important. Lives are on the line. I'm going against the vote, but I couldn't live with myself if I let this opportunity pass and I don't care how stupid I look. Have you told the speaker? Doreen asked. I've told him I have something of vital importance that needs to be brought up. I didn't tell him what, just in case he was one of them, Graham said. Good idea, Doreen said. Let's stick together. I'm glad you said that, because I need you to do something for me, Graham said, leaning over and whispering in her ear. Other matters were brought up in Parliament that day. Graham thought that the light seemed dimmer. On the other hand, it was a dark day, and he was in a darker mood. When the Speaker called on him to talk, he stood up and took a big breath. This would be the first time that everyone knew about this, 
and he hoped not to be ridiculed. A serious matter has been occurring of late. There is a type of infection in Parliament and it's spreading, Graham said. This infection is causing certain members to feed on others. There were a few laughs. He knew there would be. Graham waited for it to calm down before he spoke again. The Speaker of the House said nothing. Several of us have become aware of this recently and it needs to be nipped in the bud, Graham continued. This cannot get out into the public domain. It cannot disrupt public life by its knowledge or worse as a countrywide infection. It needs to be dealt with in-house. If our constituents become aware of this, there will be chaos in the streets. It goes without saying that Great Britain does not need this. We need to purge this infection. You're talking balderdash! A voice shouted from the back benches on the other side of the room. I wish I was. I understand you want proof and I'll give it to you. It's easily done. Now, there is a clear sign when someone is infected. Go on, Doreen, he said. Graham had instructed Doreen to make sure the sign could be shown. He knew indisputable proof must be shown to the people he was dealing with. They weren't the kind of people to believe in the supernatural. Listen, everyone. The people that are infected, well, we've noticed that their eyes glow. They emit a luminous white light in the dark. Many of us have seen it. Graham was about to tell them the worst bit and was worried about what their reaction would be. We've even seen it upstairs in number 10, looking down at us. He thought he would say this as it would give them a heads up to one particular person who was infected. No one gasped. They must think he was joking. The individual he was talking about just glanced across at him, a wry smile on his face. Graham ignored him. He wasn't worried. The normal people would see he was telling the truth at any second, and the PM and his kind would be rumbled. He thought that there were enough people in the house to shield him. Right, Doreen, Graham said. She turned out the lights across the whole of the House of Commons. Graham looked around at the sheer number of eyes, milky and glowing, looking back at him. He stared to the left, to the right, in front of him. Everyone, apart from him, every single MP. Even Doreen, just before she switched the lights back on. Sadly, Graham saw the two bright white lights staring back at him from her face. If you've quite finished, the speaker said, dismissing Graham's words. Cheerily, he spoke to the rest of his undead friends in the room. Let's get back to our constituents, shall we? Make sure it's a Christmas to remember. There was much excited chatter as they all walked out for the Christmas break. Tomorrow, they would be all far away from here. It was going to be a very different country in the new year. That was A Dark Christmas Tale, written and read by Angela Blythe. I hope you enjoyed it.
If you want to find out more about further stories in this series or my other work, please go to www.angelablythe.com. Thank you.